All right. Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. This episode is sponsored by 10,000, the very finest in athletic menswear. 10,000.cc is a website. The code is Maximus15 and Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O.com. They make great shoes. Uh, Magda, our guest today, actually has 37 pairs of the Maximus shoes in all colorways. Use the code Maximus50 for 50% off. Magna, how, how the hell are you today? I love my shoes, by the way. I don't know. I, I think I jump higher because of those shoes. So, yes, everybody should run to buy those shoes. And they come in colors. They do, which is yeah. good. How, how are you today? I'm great. You know, I, I am always great, despite what's going on in the world. Um, it's, I'm impervious to everything. I just put my head down and do my routine no matter what. And I think that's what what gets me through today, Bobby, is my habits and my routines. And uh, I never I never deviate from that. I work out. I eat healthy. I work uh, despite what's going on in the world always. I love it. So we do a special thing on the show. Um, a lot of other shows introduce guests and give them a bio, but we think that's boring because we want to hear who you are from your own mouth. Wow. So I'll, do, I'll do a quick intro saying that uh, you're beautiful, smart, funny, talented, successful. Um, but most importantly, you've probably watched me beat somebody up live in real life in Yorkville, Ontario. <laughs> I, I could have. I mean, who, who would have thought that you and I would have come back uh, full circle? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, uh, yeah, you and I could have definitely crossed, um, you know, right that little passageway uh, near Remy's. You Between and I Remy's and Hemingway's. Yes. There's, there's if you if you go back to that uh, little alleyway, there's probably still blood on the ground. That's a direct response, like uh, like directly responsible from me or whatever I'm trying to say. Joe, we used to used to run at the same circles at the same time. I'm actually shocked we never met formally. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, Joe? And then yeah. and then life brings us back together through exercise, which is kind of cool that we both ended up in in health. After surviving Yorkville, Yorkville was like the coolest place in Toronto. It still is, but uh, it was the place. It was the place. So, Joe, tell me about you. Well, what do you what do you want to know about me? Um, uh, well, I guess I should tell because my my story with Bobby's not dissimilar. We we sort of ran in the same circles, but he was the bad Jesus. guy in my film. Um, <laughs> so what what did we decide? Was it two thousand one, Bobby? Is that when that fight was? Yeah, two thousand and one. Two thousand one. That's about as much as Bobby remembers of that fight. Just so you know. Um, but I was training with a, uh, a, a kickboxing MMA taekwondo coach uh, named Russ O'Connell down in uh, Waterloo, Iowa. And one of his fighters, uh, a kid by the name of Trent Tompkins, who was on the like, U.S. national team for taekwondo, is a really good fighter, uh, decided that he was going to step into the kickboxing ring and make his run for the world title. And this, oh, this creep out of Canada decided he was going to come down and try to stop him. And it didn't end well for that creep. Um, (laughs) but it wasn't until gosh, at least, I don't know, 10 or 15 years later that Bobby and I crossed paths again and realized like, I I think I was wearing an Iowa t-shirt. It just said Iowa on it, uh, at a, it was a Jim Jones seminar. 
And Bobby said, uh, Oh yeah, I lost a really big fight in Iowa one time. And I, it kind of piqued my interest. I was like, when was this? And he had just said, yeah, some punk named Trent Tompkins. And I just died laughing. I'm like, Oh yeah, I was there. I was basically, I, I don't know if I was quite ringside, but I remember being very close to the ring during that fight. <laughs> Joe and I actually back in the day, almost fought in an elevator at that fight. Which, that's how we What'd you do? I, I was he was, angry. He was he, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were we were all like, you know, we were we were young and and vicious. We were all fighters, and you know, he stepped on the elevator, goes. and it was like, "What are you doing on my elevator? You're not, yeah. you're not." No. It was one of those. You ain't from around here, boy. <laughs> and and did you guys? Time. And he said, "No way." Eh? <laughs> did you guys like kiss and make up in the elevator, or did you apologize later? I, like I said, it was like 15, 15 years 15 later. Years later, yeah. <laughs> so we, we came full circle too so you uh tell us a little bit about yourself i'm a mom um i think that's my most important role and the thing i'm most proud of is being a mother and i'm just a human you know getting through life and and working and i and i love it and it's a journey and an adventure every single day and I do it with so much enthusiasm every single day. And it's great. And I love it. I feel like life is a gift. And what do I do for a living? Um, anything that makes money, anything that is good and healthy, I want to be a part of. I love to create. And uh, I'm a cheerleader. So that's what I am. And, and, and there's, I can glorify it in titles and stuff, but I don't want to because it's just hard work. And that's the difference between... Me and the title is a hard work because you could be an attorney and, and not work. Uh, you could be a doctor and not work. Today, I'll tell you, Bobby, today I wish I was a doctor because I'd be out there, you know, fixing and helping and loving people right now. But I do what I can with what I've got. And I think you guys are doing that right now because the podcast is our way of elevating. And so what I'm doing today. Bobby is I'm selling healthy food, healthy information. I'm training people. I'm talking. I'm going live, which is something I'm not entirely comfortable with because I usually sell my voice and my face for a living. But today I'm giving it away to anybody and everybody that wants it because I think the world needs that right now. So that's what I do today. So let me ask you a question about that. Um, what are your thoughts on all the people jumping on to the wellness bandwagon if you will because i look at somebody like you you're somebody who i respect in the industry i admire in the industry i look up to you uh, i want to come train with you and so when you put out content now it's coming across to me as wholesome dedicated and coming from the right place but there's a bunch of other people i've seen on their live who i've never seen exercise a day <laughs> in their life and now they're all about the exercise content so you what know, do you think about that yesterday i went for a bike ride with my friend of uh, my third hour workout yesterday and i saw a man in the middle of the street training two overweight uh humans and i could tell that he didn't know what he was doing. And I could tell that they didn't know what was going on. And I said to myself, don't judge. This is his way of making a living right now. These people are moving and they're doing something healthy. What I think about anybody that is uh, trying to be better right now, 
I commend them. Uh, I don't think anybody should go out and say, I am a this when they're not any day of their life. Um, not just now. I think misrepresenting what you are, what you are educated for is fraud. And I have no respect for that, especially now. Right now, we really need to stick to what we know and use that. Uh, as far as people going live and doing exercise, it's no different than watching the Tiger King. It's fun. You know, uh, it's entertaining. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, the truth always comes out, like the sun and the moon. So, you know, just, uh, if you want to eat popcorn and be entertained, log on to a new fitness professional. If you want to get healthy, go to what, what has been established already in history. Thank you for telling me you respect me. Um, I, I respect you, too. And you can always tell, and Joe, Nebula. Um, Thank you. <laughs> No, I, I'm like a like a stickler for pronunciation. So go with what is proven. Um, if I want to learn how to play football, I'm going to go to an NFL player. If I want to learn how to how to practice Taekwondo and grapple, I'm going to go to somebody who's established for 20 years. You want to learn how to lose weight? Go to a nutritionist. You know, they're free right now. They're online right now. And you're at home right now. It's a good time. Uh, I don't think uh, misrepresentation is, uh, I don't even think it's quite honest with you, but, you know, it's a time for, for being on live. I think people just need to connect right now, Bobby, and they're just going on live. That's what I think. Uh, if, you have, if you have something good to add to the world, get on live. I encourage that. I don't care if you're reading the Bible. I don't care if you're making spaghetti. If it's good and you're good at it, contribute, because right now we need that. You know, you, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Now, now one of the other things with that too, that I look at you as a person that has the ability to adapt. Are you scared business wise because of all the 19 COVID stuff? Or I know the answer to this with you. Are you looking at this as a huge opportunity? Zero fear. And I'll tell you why I have zero fear because if you have a brain and two arms and two legs, uh, find the way to earn money. Now, I earn money in so many different ways, and I make it like that on purpose because at the end of the week, I don't want a check from one place. I want 12 checks from 12 different places. Uh, that way, my eggs are always coming into the basket, and it's not dependent on one source of income. This actually, this crisis proves to us that uh, not having different means of, of survival is not a good idea. I don't care if you're a professional, you could have a side business. I have 11 different side businesses and it's important now to understand we can't have a month of savings. We need six months of savings. Like before I got on with you guys, I was on with somebody else. And before then I was applying for my SBA because I'm a small business owner and this is affecting me in many ways. Am I afraid? Never afraid. Uh, the night before the crisis started, I signed up with my 12th company. Yes, you can. And uh, here's another one that I work for, Celsius. I mean, I work for so many people uh, that I'm never without a job. And also, I have the information to get people working today. And I have. Last week, I was so happy. Three people I know lost their jobs. And they called me immediately crying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. You're not going to die. You're just going to recreate yourself. 
and you're going to learn a new language and you're, you might even be better off when this is over because look, every rejection is redirection. Every um, door closing is another one opening. You know, uh, it's tough. It's tough for everybody right now, but you can't die. You got to get up, wake up and fight. And for me, I, I mean, I'm never afraid of money making. Never afraid. Never afraid of pushing weight. Never afraid of a human being. The only thing I'm afraid of, and I'm going to tell you, I can't believe I'm going to say this in public, is a lizard. <laughs> I'm afraid of lizards. <laughs> that's it. And I live in Florida. That's that's why I chuckle. I'm like they're all over everything down there. Mega, I'm, I'm I'm impressed with your with your optimism and the energy that you bring. Uh, but you mentioned like you've got 11 different businesses that you're involved in. So I'm curious from a very practical standpoint of how you manage yourself. Like what what does a day look like for you? Ah, huh, that's always fun. A day in the life of Magda. There is a magazine that actually wrote a day in the life of Revite. My name is Revite on social media. And I'm up at 4 a.m. And I, from 4 a.m. to like 6 a.m., my ego is asleep and I can create. So at that time, I do all my emails. I do all my, my notes. I write back to everybody. I'm in the gym uh, no later than 7. I'm done by 10. Back at my desk, uh, doing the meetings that I have during the day. And then about 6 o'clock, I will... You know, I have a personal life if, if need be that, that evening. If not, I'm in bed by nine. But uh, I never stop Joe uh, talking. Um, media has allowed me to really communicate to the masses quickly. So as far as when I say 11 businesses, I mean 11 different corporations that pay me uh, for different things. But it's all concentrated in media. That's separate from my businesses. And I'm a highly organized person and that's why I work out and eat so healthy. So my focus yeah. is razor sharp. I mean, if I'm sick for a day, it's okay. Cause I mean, I've taken steps to, to like prevent uh, my absence uh, in anything. And the podcast has also helped me quite a bit because it's my voice. I mean, I pre-record uh, on Sundays. I do the weekly podcast. You know, it's organization. It's organization and putting your head down and working and not giving up because it gets hard. It gets hard. Hi, hi, little baby. I love nose picking. <laughs> that's, nose that's, picking is not encouraged today. <laughs> that's our executive producer. He's he's in um, charge. Comes <laughs> on every episode, Maggie. He's like he's just living his best life, picking his nose, spreading. You're a germ. <laughs> you're you're just a walking germ. Yeah, he's he's hanging out with dad all the time. So we're getting lots of time together. He's happy. He's smacking me now. He's beautiful. I think Joe, to answer your question in one state in one sentence is is organization. Mm. Highly organized. I mean That's good. Does 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 anything uh, in particular tend to to disrupt that? I mean, even this this whole thing with COVID nineteen. How has this affected what you were doing before this whole thing started? The only thing that's affected me, uh, as far as this situation and COVID, is that I physically am not able to go to places, and and I I earn income that way. Other than that, no. And in real life, forget COVID. Before COVID and after COVID, the only thing that gets in the way of my success 
these personal relationships, as uh, Bobby knows. I, I don't, I am a single woman and I think I have a hard time with letting uh, personal relationships uh, start because I'm like, if you're going to get in the way of my success in any way, I'm not interested. If you're going to help me elevate my, my businesses, my life, my family, then I'm down. But that's, that's kind of rare. I, I have yet to meet uh, anyone that, that, stand up like that i'm hopeful always hopeful do you, do you that, have it do you have like an application process for potential suitors right now it's how long do you wash your hands? Uh, that's good you know, that's a really good <laughs> first question uh an application i you know what i don't like i mean that's just a whole <laughs> other virus i mean i don't know what's going on in this world but stand up men there aren't a lot out there and i'm not a tinder girl I'm not any of that. If you want to access me, there are so many ways to reach me. I don't need to get on a thing. Um, and it's just, uh, and Miami sucks. Miami so sucks for that. Wow. So if someone's listening at home and they think they have a shot, what, what do they do? Do they email you? Do they slide in the DMs, as the kids say these days? What's, sliding, the, what's sliding the avenue? Into, sliding into my DM would probably be the most unwise thing. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, first of all, I don't open DMs unless it looks like something that could be business. Uh, I won't even open them. Um, Email me if you call me. Uh, if you write me a, a handwritten letter and spray it with Lysol, you might have a better chance. Uh, but sliding into DMs is something that I'm not. You know, I'm old school. I like to look in the eyes of the person. I like to hear their voice. I like to see their veins pop. I like that. Uh, if if you have the courage, walk up to me and say hi. Well, you've already got my attention. Um, I think most men today are looking to slide into things. Not, not have a relationship, and I am not a slider. Mm. So this is another one of my things, and uh, I always have it with me. It's got some like NASA shit, and it it's like both talks immediately. And so I'm telling you, everything I touch in my life, I work with, uh, and I surround myself with that. So how did you get, how did you get into this stuff? So you're, you're a, you're a young girl, you're afraid trying to survive the mean streets of Yorkville, Ontario, because it's one of the worst neighborhoods in Toronto, struggling. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're an endorser for all these, these products. How did that come about? By the way, Joe, Yorkville has to be one of the most beautiful areas ever, uh, ever. It's absolutely gorgeous. And uh, it's predominantly housed. I mean, occupied by sophisticated, educated people, except for Bobby. Um, so there's, a lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of muggings that happen between the Chanel store and the Gucci <laughs> store when you pass by the Park Hyatt and, and, and the Trump and the, and the Four Seasons. It's a rough neighborhood. But how did you, how did you graduate from such humble beginnings in Yorkville to, um, all to, these become, to become Revitate? Well, uh, let me let me go quickly on that one. I went from Yorkville um, to Miami, Florida, because my father was ill and dying. And I met my husband, who is now my former husband, shortly thereafter. And when I left my husband and began to coach corporations is when I met social media. And when I met social media, social media 
met me. And it was like love. And it was automatic and it was very organic because I, I'm like transparent. I mean, ask me a question, I'll give you the answer, whether you like it or not. And I think uh, the key to social media and the dominating of that is being transparent and uh, being authentic and saying fuck if you have to and, you know, showing your booty if you have to. And hopefully it's a nice one. And uh, I don't know. I'm a natural. And the companies came and they started to pay. And I said, yes, because I love money. And anybody who says they don't love money is lying. So I, as long as it's not anything that goes against my, my family, I'm down. Why not? I mean, you know, money is hard to come by, especially when you're over 25. And, you know, I was a divorced woman and a mother and I had to find ways that wouldn't interrupt my fitness schedule, which is first in my life. And social media is an amazing business tool. I don't fuck around with it. It's not the place I want to meet men. It's a place I want to amplify and make more money. And that's how I use it. And so that's why I get really insulted when somebody says, hey, hey, that's their, hey. Okay, well, guess what? That doesn't work. And um, interrupting my tool to make money from bullshit, that doesn't work either. And so I I love my media. I treat it with much respect, like I do my, my steel mace. Um, and that's really how I got to here. But uh, it was my dad getting sick, me getting married, me getting divorced. Here I am. What would, what I, good, let me start that question over. What would happen to you right now if the the fitness part of your life crumbled? Like, let's just say your, your gym time in the morning just magically whisked away. How would that affect the rest of what you've got going on? It would be fine, Joe, because I am certified in everything I do. I own all my tools. I have them at home. Um, I can do everything on my own. I prefer to do it in a group. Uh, I, I thrive in community. I'm one of those. I really am a cheerleader. Um, and I think I come alive, uh, helping other people and rallying up strength. I'm pretty good at it. Um, it would not interrupt me at all because I like right now I'm kind of trying doing it all on my own anyway. And I'm highly dedicated. This has nothing to do with gym. Um, if the fitness thing, uh, stopped, let's say I never went back to my gym again. I'd still train every single day. I'd still record myself doing it. I'd still make money. I mean, there's no, and I'm, I'm self-motivated. And that's, I think one of the reasons why I think right now the lives, even if it's not a real trainer, whatever is, is elevating, keep it coming because we need it. There are people that are dying, not because of the COVID they're dying because they have no motivation. There are people that don't want to get out of bed. There are people that are so afraid that they're stifled. So if you want to watch the fucking Tiger King and that's making you happy, do it. If you want to use, you know, whatever, a paperweight to lift, do it. Whatever it is that's going to get you through, do it. And so, Joe, there's pretty much nothing except a lizard that would get in my way of anything ever. Well, I want to take that question a step further because I actually took it a different way. What if you weren't allowed to train? What if fitness was taken away from you completely? Would you then crumble? It yes. seems that fitness is a huge underpinning of your life is what I'm getting at. Yes. If I could not work out, let's say, God forbid, I had an accident and I physically 
could not use my legs. Probably I would focus on building my arms so big that I could tear a man's head off with my arms. I'm a survivor. So take something away from me and I will find another way to create fitness. I believe fitness is not your body. I believe fitness is, is life. So the same uh, anecdote that I use for walking into a gym and having a great sweat session, I use for getting a new client, for uh, coaching in front of a thousand people, for you know surviving another heartbreak, for dealing with my son and his college issues. So fitness for me is much more than just the body workout. Fitness for me is living clean, uh, speaking truth, uh, eating well. Fitness is so much more than body, I think. And so if I could not use my body anymore, I'd, I, my mind is so fit that I would still survive and, and thrive. You know, fitness is so much more like, you know, when you say this is my trainer. Well, guess what? There, I don't want a trainer. I want a coach. I want a mentor. I want a friend. I want an ally. Um, that's how I feel about fitness. Fitness is not just body. And a trainer is not just a human that got the, the thing on the computer. Um, it's, it's a tremendous source of strength in many, many ways. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to say it on this podcast. On Friday, I'm going to post a, a, a video of the man that trains me which he's so much more in my life than just a trainer. And his wife and his mother are also included in that. Uh, he motivates me. He calls me. He protects me. Uh, he educates me. Uh, so he's much more than a trainer. And fitness is much more than reps and stuff and numbers and all that. Much more. So if fitness, if Jim disappeared, I'd still be great. You'd be good. And your trainer, is that the Wee Diddy? That's he your trainer. Joe, he's going to be on the, he's going to be on the podcast too. He's another person we really like. We, we Diddy, and he knows this and he gets very embarrassed when I do this. As a matter of fact, he's like, he says to me, why do you always put me on the spot? And the truth is, is I want everybody to hire him because he's so great at what he does. And when I find something that I love and have passion about, that's how come I get hired. I just, it's just natural. I just push and push and push and I never stop endorsing. And it's, it's natural. And so it's very believable. Um, I don't care what Kim Kardashian says because it's not believable. I don't want a macro influencer. I want a micro influencer. Have you ever been bitten by like a whole hill of little ants? It hurts. And uh, Grant is somebody that has a whole hill of little ants. And the reason is he's very good. And when you're good at something, oh my God, it's just magic. Doesn't matter if COVID-19 or COVID-100, you're still gonna do great at whatever it is you do. If you're good, you're good. And he's fan. Fantastic. And I hope you guys do have him on the podcast and ask him how he feels about Revite. He'll tell you, man, that lady, she just inspires me. And another question for you is you're successful. You've done all these things. Um, you, 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 you're living your dream. Like one of the things I love about you is when I look at your Instagram, it's authentic, but you look like you're living your best life every day. Well, and I am. You, also, you also coach people. 
I coach, I will coach and I will physically train and I will have group class. I'll do whatever as long as it's of interest to me. And I am very lucky to have that. So why do you Uh, coach for people? Why do I what? Why do you need a coach? People out there who coach others, why do you need a coach? If, if you, if I think I don't, everybody needs a coach. That's what I believe in my heart. Everybody needs a coach. And I'm lucky that I, I found uh, Grant. Uh, before Grant, it was a, a woman that I was actually just talking to now, April. And before that, it was another woman. So I think just like everybody needs a dentist and everybody needs a haircut and everybody needs an accountant. I think everybody needs a coach. Um, it's not a luxury. It's a necessity. We need to trust and be elevated on a daily basis because we're human. Um, every day is like an up and down. And when I spend one day without rant, I feel it at, at night. I feel it. I, I lay my head on the pillow and I'm like, I feel weaker today. Uh, I feel less effective today. I think having a coach is just a smart decision and finding one that has served two terms in Iraq is even smarter. Uh, I think you want to find someone that brings you to the best you you can be. I am a coach, but I bring other things to the table. Uh, For me, I think one of the things that I need to feel is safe. Uh, I rarely feel safe because I am a single parent. I am a divorced woman and being in Grant's presence makes me feel safe. Uh, physically he's a beast and, uh, mentally he's very, um, loyal, sincere, honest, um, doesn't fuck around. And, and I love that. And I need that. So why people come to me, they come to me for other reasons. Like uh, I'm very maternal. I'm very loving. I'm very loyal. So some people choose me for my strengths. I choose Grant for his strengths and people choose you, Bobby, for your strength. Uh, everybody, everybody should have a coach. I believe that in my heart. I don't need a coach, but I definitely want one, especially like Grant. What are are some alternatives? Because I should say not everyone can afford a coach because I don't think that's a fair statement. I think people spend money on what they value, but you and I have also built our lives in ways that we can have a coach or that we need a coach to run our business. The person who's not in that situation for a person that's struggling with with 19 COVID for a person that's struggling with self-esteem for a person that's dealing with some stuff at home. What are some ways that people can, can get a coach without hiring somebody? Is it, is it social media? Is it, you know what I mean? Well, I think Bobby, where there's a will, there's a way, uh, right now, COVID, uh, I, there isn't anything you can't find online for free right now. If you want to, you can right now. And, and we have Wi-Fi, So we're so lucky. Um, right now, but my advice to people is right now is a great opportunity for you to make connections for when this is over, like maybe rethink what you were doing before. Uh, I think when we all come out of this, we're going to find a lot of people more, more interested in their health, which is good. It's something we should feel grateful for. Um, but you know, like every January, everybody wants to go to the gym. Everybody's on a diet. And then in March, So 
It's about habit forming. Uh, if you need a coach, a life coach, a corporate coach, uh, a trainer, um, a teacher, now is a good time to look. Now is a, t- a good time to get it for free. And maybe now is a good time to generate can come in a different way. Like the people that I hooked up on, on some of the businesses that I have, they were making $2,000 a month and they're dying right now because they had no savings. Well, I, I gave them an opportunity where they make unlimited funds from here till the time COVID's over, which is at least one. And I'm pretty sure that these people, because they're pissed off, because they're hungry and because they're home, they're going to make more money in one month than they were when they were going to work every day. So for me, it's a growth mindset. It's about, okay, I'm not going to let anything get in my way. I don't care what the obstacle is. I mean, I am a big boo. I've I've heard the word no so much in my life that it actually turns me on when somebody says it makes me want to come at them like a charter, like a bull, because I'm going to find a way to get what I need and what I want. Uh, And there's just no, no, no to that. Uh, So now is you asked me about COVID being like the end of the world or an opportunity. Definitely. It's an opportunity for me. Anyway, I, I have not missed a beat. I've not missed a paycheck. Um, I've spent more time with the man I love the most, which is my son. I'm working out more now because I'm, I'm losing less uh, time in traffic back and forth. So it really depends on how you see things. Yes, are friends of mine losing their lives? Yes. And can I help them? I am helping them. With the best thing I can give them, information. This is how you make money. Start today. This is how you get help. Start today. And now I don't just say, this is the card, call somebody. I'll hold your hand through the process of all of that. And I can, and I'm willing to. So right now, I actually see this as a great opportunity for a lot of people, a lot of people. Yeah, and I I see it that way too. I think it's a great learning experience for people as well. You know, I was taught, I come from a real humble family. Um, We didn't have a lot growing up, but one thing my parents taught me that I thought was crazy, but I'm thankful for now was you can never buy a house unless you have six months of living expenses saved up at all times. Just be responsible, if that makes sense. And I think you're seeing a bunch of people today that were living paycheck to paycheck, buying things they didn't need, trying to live a certain lifestyle that are now figuring out that, that being irresponsible or, or hoarding material things or, you know, having a show of a life isn't probably the right thing to do. And I think you're going to see a bunch of people behave in a more positive way after this because they're going to get taught a harsh lesson, which I think is sad for a lot of people. But this wouldn't be scary if everyone did, quote, unquote, the right thing. You know what I mean? I've got some friends that own gyms. They're going to be just fine because they had a rainy day fund, if you will. They prepared for something like this. Yeah, Bobby, unfortunately, I'm, I, and the part that messes with me so much about all of this is lack of education. Um, people don't know how to cook, and they don't even know how to cook. I mean, yeah. how could you, now in a time of crisis, start ordering Uber Eats five times a day, when what you should be doing is conserving food, saving money, uh, cooking, which is a beautiful ritual, 
Uh, it doesn't matter who you live with or who you're quarantined with. It's actually a great thing to do. But they don't know how to cook. Uh, they don't know how to do basic things. And I agree with you. Uh, my mom and my dad taught me, you got to have at least two months saving. Well, I'm super paranoid, like hyper OCD. I have always six months saving. I, and even that, I've got like the hidden basket in the hidden place. Because I think, you know whatever, Osama's coming. And um, when I heard COVID existed, I went into like hyper mode. Okay, this thing is coming. I don't know what this thing is. And I started to cash out some stuff. I was very fortunate two weeks before it, it finally exploded. I sold all my stock. I don't know if that was the smartest thing in the world to do, but I, I became frugal quickly because I have a son. It's not me by myself. So if it was me by myself, I'd be like, well, fuck it. But I'm responsible for this kid. And as long as he's alive, I've got to make smart choices. So, yeah, I think people are definitely going to grow and they're, they're going to be forced. And uh, I don't see it as bad, though, because like even us learning how to add Joe on and me learning how to FaceTime everything. Every day you learn healthy things grow like plants. I think it's, it's great. I actually think it's great. Of course. I'm praying for everybody that's been affected by this disease. But, you know, for the people that are alive, um, put your head down and work, like, now. Like, right now. Like, don't think. Yeah, and, and also also learn how to manage your day and take care of yourself. Like, Joe and I joke all the time that our kids are on the podcast because they come in the room and they hang out. And they a lot of people are being forced to figure out what life is because they're home all day. And now they have to manage their kids. The thing that makes me the most sad about the situation, there was a whole group of parents that were devastated that schools were closing, not because their kids were going to miss school because they were going to have to step up and look after them all day. Like the worst day of their week was Saturday and Sunday because their kids are home and now they're gone. And, and you see this, um, it reminds me of the person that complains because their nanny couldn't show up to work that day. And they don't even look this morning, after their own kids. This morning, I had a conversation with a very wealthy woman. Uh, so wealthy. And she called me and she was so upset because of no nanny, no lady to iron, no cook, no biz. And I'm sitting tough. listening and I'm going, oh my goodness. I mean, even listening to this was so difficult because we're fucking lucky to be with our kids. We're lucky to have a home. We're lucky to cook food. We're lucky. This is a privilege. And if you look at it like that, then it's fantastic. You have quality time. If I had two little kids or three little kids, yeah, it would be tiring. I know. I remember. But it's still a blessing. I mean, why the fuck did you have kids in the first place? Yeah, you'd, you'd laugh, Magda, when Beans, my 11-year-old, was a baby. I was a single dad for a while with him. And I actually used to bring him to corporate meetings, business stuff, seminars, because it's the only way I could survive. And I would actually have people tell me that he couldn't come. And I turned around and said, well, if he's not welcome, you don't want to hire me that bad. And I'd walk away. And they'd almost always call me back and say, okay, you can bring him. And it, it just taught me that you you can you can deal with any situation. Um, I think I think it's deal. It's charming when you meet a parent that says, "Okay, this is my kid, and my kid comes with me." 
I own an accounting firm and um, 20, 20 years ago. And my little boy, my baby was under my arm at that computer. I even bought him a bassinet and he played with me the whole time next to me. And he knew what net worth was before he went uh, to kindergarten, you know, because it is what it is. I mean, they are your appendage. They are, at least I feel, like I said, my first role and the thing I'm most proud of is my son. And if you don't accept my son, I don't even want to, I don't want to deal with you uh, because then you, ha- you have no heart. Um, children are a blessing. They're little angels. They're my, I mean, your heart with two little legs and two little arms running around this world. So if you don't accept children, no, not today, yeah. Satan. There's, yeah. there's a lot of parents out there that are rethinking their decisions. Well, there's a lot of, uh, of marriages that are rethinking their decisions. Yeah, I, was, I was saying the other day, in nine months, we're going to see a bunch of babies and a bunch of divorces and probably some murders, too. That's you what know, I this Bobby, coming to. This, this week, it's so funny, this week, at least three guys that I dated that actually were, were in my life halt. Magda, I love you. I didn't mean it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> now you now you didn't mean it. And I'm like, well, thank you so much. I, I forgive you. I forgave you. Good luck. And it's so, to me, it's such bullshit. Like, I mean, if you're with someone that you don't want to be with, just get out. Just get out. COVID is not an excuse to, to get out. Or, and it's definitely not an excuse to get back together. It's not an excuse to have babies. I mean, I don't know what people are thinking, man, but children are a lifelong commitment. Marriage is a lifelong commitment. And if you're going to do it, do it right. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to part one of our interview with Magda Lopez. We will be back with part two next time. In the meantime, if you like what we do, if you like the content we create and you want to support us, head over to themaximuspodcast.com get into our inner circle. It is a place where you can mingle with other podcast fans. Uh, you have direct contact with uh, with Bobby and me. And of course, access to all the best training programs and secrets in the world. That's themaximuspodcast.com. Click join and get into the inner circle. We will be back with part two of this interview next episode. This year,